Hey, Steve. What, honey? What's more clever than a talking bird? I don't know what. A spelling bee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 172. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I'm your host, as always, and I am joined by my very good friend, Amanda Farrow. How are you? I'm much better. I'm actually living. I'm no longer the undead. Yeah, you were kind of like something I fight in Dungeons & Dragons for like two weeks. I was Um, a revenant. Yeah, it was not good. So you were were vengeful? Yes. (laughs) Oh, okay. This is me we're talking about. I'm Canadian, but that doesn't mean that I can't be a vengeful spirit. A vengeful? A Canadian revenant? Just like, I want to imagine, like, not like a zombie, because revenants don't rot. They're just cursed, right? And so, like, this cursed, like, pale white with like a hockey stick that's been sharpened and um and but you have one you're single minded right so you have a specific oh, yeah. vengeful task so it's like as you bump into people that are not the person that you have to hit you just say sorry yeah <laughs> and Every time. and then you so and and then even realistically even if you bump into your target before you, you even have to say, realize, you have to apologize exactly. You devour their soul the whole time, and even afterwards, it's like an apology ritual. It's just it how is. I imagine it, which and then you a, play. Which is an actual national sport in Canada? I'm guessing the apology ritual. The apology uh, ritual sounds about right. Um, it's like right underneath hockey. It is. It's very popular. In it's my, very. In I, my I, I bet. I bet. So, popular. anyway, now that we're done. I, I, I promise I'm not mocking Canada, any of our Canadian no, listeners. No, it's fine. It's okay. Um, it's no, okay. that wasn't for you. I know you know. But I'm just, it's for everybody else. Um, everybody else, doesn't it? But for anybody else that's cons- uh, that is uh, wondering what the heck we're doing here, this is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to make sure everyone has the information they need to get their family game on. This podcast is produced in partnership with superparent.com. That is Amanda's home base, one of two home bases. Uh, You are the editor-in-chief of Mm superparent.com and have been for approximately a year. Um, Uh, I have been managing editor. I had been managing editor for almost a year. I have been the editor-in-chief for three months now. Okay, so you've been there for a year. Your title has changed. Realistically, the title has changed, but the amount of effort and energy that you have poured into it really has not. Um, So, um, and I can say that, even though you're not saying it, but I can because I've been watching from afar. Um, (laughs) And editor-in-chief to editor-in-chief much respect. So, um the two of us we're going to take a walk down memory lane. We're going like we're going to go way way back to 2 weeks ago <laughs> when we went to PAX East. Um you know, we're kicking it retro. Um the two of us went to PAX East. We were on a panel together and those of you who are long-term uh long-time listeners of the show um, will likely have listened to that episode already. Um, I appreciate your patience with the sound quality. I literally recorded it on a table with my phone. Um, Mr. Megative, uh, Sergeant Phipps, he's Sergeant, right? Is he Sergeant? Um, I think so, yeah. John Phipps, Mr. Megative, came John. in. He came a little uh, echoey was the uh, was the issue. So we tried to fix that as best we could. Um, he and I have already spoken. He's going to make up for that by being on our show in the ensuing weeks. 
Um, so yeah, I didn't tell you this. This was our. This was my That's little. That's a wonderful surprise. I would like to be here when that happens. Um, I, I mean, I would presume that you would be, unless you decide. I mean, I don't know. We're gonna just have him show up on a Tuesday, so you're normally here. So I am normally um, here on a Tuesday. It's true. So, um, so yeah, we're gonna make up for it. Um, but we're gonna talk about some of the games we played. Um, you you heard our panel last week. Um, and we'll probably revisit it as various people who were on that panel come back to uh, our show. Um, but we played a bunch of games. You were there for four oh days. So I was games. there for three. Um, I did a lot more networking than I normally do. Um, and so I didn't play as many games as I historically did, but I played some good ones. So um, normally this is the part we would like go around the horn, but really we're just going to go around the horn for the entire podcast <gasps> and just talk about the games we played at PAX. Does that sound okay? That sounds perfect. I'm so excited. So, all right. Before we have you go crazy, I do want to take a moment to thank everybody for listening. Uh, We do want to make the podcast more interactive, so please reach out to us on social media or uh, send us a message on our Facebook page uh, at engagefamilygaming.com slash Facebook or facebook.com slash engagefamilygaming because we're fancy or join our community. Um, We have more than 300 people now. Um, oh my goodness, our community is so big. It's getting big, um, and people are posting stuff today. By the way, if you live in the United States and you're near a Walgreens, Magic the Gathering Pokemon cards are buy one, get one free. Um, Yeah, for real, buy one, get one free. I don't know why there would be a reason to have lots of small things that would fit inside other small things in the coming weeks where this might be valuable information. If it's valuable for you, go do it. And if they only have one of the... Th- of the themed Pokemon decks, um, bring it to the front. They'll give it to you half price. Um, so Ooh. without even having to buy the other one. And that Beauty. by itself is almost robbery by itself. It is, but it's beautiful. I love it. So um, so that's an extra tip, courtesy of the Engaged Family Gaming community. Thank you, uh, Christina, uh, one of our super fans in there. Okay, we did our housekeeping. I told people to go buy them Pokemon cards. Pokemon um, Let's talk about games. Um, I'm going to let ladies first. Okay. Um, what is a game that you think we need to know about? Hamsterdam. Hamsterdam. Okay, so I walked, by, Hamsterdam. I walked by Hamsterdam, but the line was always too long. Obviously, you bypassed that line. I did. It, it's because I showed up, and I, uh, I definitely was like, hey, I, I have an appointment. And I oh, okay. hung out and I played the game. So, so yeah, what, way to way to take advantage. I mean, I'm a member of the press. Sometimes a, it has its perks. It's a joke. So it was a joke. I had appointments too. I'm just giving you a hard time. So tell I'm me about Hamsterdam. Okay, Hamsterdam was super cool. Uh, you are playing as a hamster, and you are fighting against other hamster-like creatures and rodents, and it's a brawler, and the. The version that I ended up playing was on the Nintendo Switch, so it was all motion controls. So I was, mm-hmm. like, slashing at the screen, and then I had to block with my other hand, and I defeated a bunch of enemies. It was a ton of fun. It's also going to be available on touchscreen, so it'll be available on mobile, so you can play the touchscreen version, and presumably okay. when you play it in handheld mode, it'll be the touchscreen version. Um, it's also going to be available on all other major platforms, including PC. So this cute little brawler, I saw it for the first time at the Bit Awards in New York City when Mike and I went in and, you know, met up with a bunch of awesome game designers and 
fellow nerds and stuff like that and checked out some awesome games. This was one of them, but I didn't get a chance to have a hands-on with it. It was just nominated for an award. I think it was nominated for two awards. I think um, I, so they're in that sounds familiar to me too, yeah. Yeah. So they're in New York. They're great. Um, really, really sweet, sweet people. They actually were working on... I think it was like Icarus Online or Wings of Icarus or or whatever. I don't remember what the heck it was called, but it was like this very strange steampunk ship game. And I remember it from a few years ago, but I really Wait, that's them? Amsterdam. I think so. I think okay. that's them because I have I have his card somewhere and I have I'm 99% the internet. sure. I have the that internet. Is them. You do have the internet. It's so true. while you talk, I will look it up. So what else did I really like about Hamsterdam? Um, I think that it's going to be a really fun game for the kiddos because it's kinetic. So they can get their bodies into it. And as long as you are smart and you strap on the rails and you can, you know, like secure the Joy-Cons mm. so they don't throw them at your television. This is not as dire as the Wii or the Wii U because those broke televisions and I don't think a Joy-Con could. I mean, it I mean, probably could. Really... Oh, my God. So I went to go look for the name of the developer. Um, and it's it is Guns of Icarus, by the it's way. Guns of Icarus, right? Um, and oh my God, do I yeah. need this game in my life? You really it's, are just a hamster whooping ass. It's it's kind of awesome. You you can go and download the free demo on Steam right now and just play it. And it's okay. So okay. that was probably a huge highlight. That was yeah, that's my highlight of PAX in terms of you know really cool kid friendly games that I ended up seeing. Wow. Yeah, that sounds awesome. The multiplayer game. Ah, uh, I think it's a single player game. I'm not sure if okay. it's a multiplayer game. I think it's one of those like single player games where you can just pass the controller and just, you know, keep beating beating up hamsters until sure. there are no more hamsters. Sure. Because of course one does. Um, okay. It's the way you do. So that sounds awesome to me. Um, I am uh looking up so is it coming out soon? I think so. Let's look. It should be. It's coming out this year for sure. I don't know if it's coming out Q3 or Q4. Okay, so it's nearing the finish line. Kids. Oh, it was a Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Kickstarters usually go poorly for video games. Um, with the exception of Shovel Knight. Um, and Shadowrun. Shadowrun also went really well. Um, yeah, I think that's just because Shadowrun is Shadowrun. Um, and also Harbin Schemes and uh, and Jordan Wiseman. Yeah, I think this is this is it. I mean, this is really this is really awesome. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, I need I need this oh, game yeah. in my life. Um, Seriously, you need to go play this game. It is fantastic. Oh man, you get little costumes and everything. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, Hamsterdam. I yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna be talking about this game a lot. Um, if if it is as awesome as it looks, we're gonna be talking about this come game of the year time. Um, so all right, so that's your highlight of the show. I want to talk about. Yeah. So if we're starting at the top, I'm gonna to start at the top. I want to talk about Panzer Paladin. Ooh! Did you see Panzer Paladin? I did not see Panzer Paladin, Let but me I am so intrigued. Tell paint me more. you a picture. Do Let it. Let me paint I you love a picture. Pictures. Um. Do you, Do you remember Blaster Master? I do remember Blaster Master. It's also that's on Switch right now. Blaster well. Master Zero One and Two are both on Switch. I mean, it's a good deal for both of them. Um, they're not a bundle or anything, but yeah, definitely if you 
if you, if you remember Blaster Master from the NES, buy the new ones. You'll like them. But also Shovel Knight is, I think, is in the first one. Um, because, of course, he is. Um, Shovel Knight's everywhere. Shovel Knight should be everywhere, including in Smash, but they ruined it. Um, why Shovel Knight is not in Smash, I don't know. I don't um, even know what to do with that. That's makes me really makes me. Re- I mean, I don't want to like get angry because like game development is hard, but like really, Shovel Knight should freaking be in Smash. Damn, damn. Um, so here's Panzer Paladin. It's Blaster Master, but instead of a tank, get this: you have a Gundam wing. <laughs> what? Yeah. Stop! No way. Uh, listen, none of the words I'm saying are false. Everything I am saying is true. It's Blaster Master, only instead of a tank, you have a Gundam wing. Now, you don't fly, but it doesn't matter. You're you're rolling around in a giant mech suit, and you're fighting with swords and axes and spears and fighting giant enemies or enemies approximately your size. They basically... Here's what they did. They took parts of games that they liked, um, including underappreciated games, uh, they specifically mentioned and put them together. Uh, specifically, oh. the underappreciated game they mentioned was Legend of Zelda Two, um, really? because some of the combat with some of the enemies is they will have a shield and they'll block high or they'll block low, and you have to attack high or attack low, um, oh. and your weapons break. They took the weapon breaking system from Breath of the Wild. I know, I know, <laughs> but. Um, but, but, um, weapons are everywhere. And okay. also, um, if your weapon is about to break, you can actually break it intentionally to cast a magic spell. Hey, what? So your spell, so for example, I had a claymore. Um, and like so I was running around like wrecking dragon things or whatever. And uh, my weapon was about to break, and I was getting ready to throw it, because you can throw your weapons, too, if they're about... Oh, nice. Um, And I was getting ready to throw it, and the guy was like, no, 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 hold this trigger. And I did, and I broke it, and it cast a AoE lightning that hit everything else on the screen. And I was like, okay, now I like this. And weapons really are everywhere. Um, And if you have no weapons, unlike Link, who was helpless, um, you are a giant robot that can punch people. So like, you're not helpless with no weapons. Um, so, um, it is a, um, it is, uh, pardon the noise. No, no, no um, the, um, so, you know, it's like an eight bit slash 16 bit pixel art. Um, you know, kind of platformer, um, th- it was the game that I saw at PAX that I want to play the freaking most. I loved it. It made me happy um, because it's Blaster Master with a Gundam wing. Um, and that literally, I said that to... Uh, that was my elevator pitch to literally everyone. It's Blaster Master with a Gundam wing. How do you do wrong? Oh, it's by... Th- and also, it's by the same people that did Flint Hook. Really? Yes. Oh, you've got my attention. That's fantastic. Yes, it is. Because um, Flint Hook, quality. Um, can I just add in that I was, while I watched, when I, one of the things that happened is I saw some friends that I only see at PAX, and we were going and looking at the this game, and I, I was with this guy who um, is an old LARPing buddy, 
And I'm just going to, I'm throwing this out here without naming names. This particular gentleman believes that pixel art, like 8-bit and 16-bit pixel art, is um, not a, a design, like an artistic aesthetic choice. <laughs> he thinks that it is a, um, just a cheaper way to generate your game. And so he said this to me, uh, it's why he doesn't like Shovel Knight, which wounds me because Shovel Knight is one of the most beautiful games I've played in a while. It's just different. Um, and so he and I got into it very slightly and then I decided to hold back knowing that I could unleash it um, with no opportunity for response on my own podcast. Um, very true. So, um, so I want to declare specifically 8-bit and 16-bit art, uh, pixel art styles, 100% an aesthetic choice. And it's not right for everything, but you know what games it is right for? A game where it's Blaster Master, where instead of a tank, you have a freaking Gundam Wing. That you can break claymores over your knee and cast lightning over everything. Oh, you also have to sacrifice a weapon in order to use a checkpoint. How cute is that? That's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. So that is Panzer Paladin. It's coming later this year. Or no, 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 not later this year, early next year. Early next year, okay. Early next year, um, I cannot wait to play that game. Um, that sounds really dope. Yeah. So, what other game do you want to talk about, Amanda? Uh, I have so many games that I saw. It was incredible. I had such a fun time. Um, what other one do I want to talk about? Ooh, I want to talk about Skatebird. Yes. So, Skatebird is unbelievably adorable. It really it scratches that itch for playing a Tony Hawk pro skater game. I haven't played a good skateboarding game since the Tony Hawk series. That's I think probably that's because there one. hasn't been one. There hasn't really. Yeah. Um, but, but, but you gotta can you spell the game for me? Yeah, I can. So it is Skate Bird, as in Skate B I R D. And it why is, a is bird. that? It is a bird on a friggin' skateboard. That's it. It's it. So it's, it's a great. video game and a dad joke. It's perfect. I love it. It's Skateburb. Um, I had a ton of fun playing skate Skatebird on, um, like, just behind closed doors and, and checking it out with the uh, the developer, Megan. Um, she's great. Very, very smart. And super funny. And this game plays so well. And this game is an alpha, to be clear. Like, there were a number of times where we had to restart and reset, and there were bugs and stuff. But it is, the core of the game is already so good that this game's going to be a smash. It's going to be a smash hit. I am unbelievably psyched about it because I ha I get the opportunity to do, like, awesome kick flips and grinds. And... As a pink parakeet. As a bird, it's amazing. Yeah, so yeah, it's um, great. Uh, lots of lots of cool stuff that she's going to be adding in, like transfers and you know being able to get from one place to another on on a skateboard. Because there are a number of different um, that's like it, a lot of it plays with verticality, so you're able to skate from one port por one part of the map to the other, mm -hmm. like just by skating up a wall. So I'm really I'm about this game it just the combos feel really good and it's the way Megan described it to me is that it's a game about doing your best that's what I was that's just it. about to say I'm watching the trailer um, on Steam 
Um, funnily enough, it's listed under sports games, which, I mean, I know it's skateboarding, but it's listed under sports games. So, um, and it's a game about trying your best, which I like it. Um, so, uh, we should have her on the show is what we uh, should do. Yes. She's um, phenomenal. And what's, so here, and this is just me throwing So you could, if you could, you could talk to her, get her on the show. You could interview her for super parent and okay. we could get a podcast for engaged family gaming all at the same time. Um, it would be great. And I would probably, yeah, I would probably like that. This game looks super cute. Um, go look it up on YouTube. Um, it's literally Skatebird. Um, I'm sure that there's going to be like, you know, you're going to be able to change what your bird looks like and all that stuff when, when it gets closer to release. Yeah. I'm sure this that is she's going to look... have so much that she's going to do with aesthetic and everything like that, but it's already so dialed in and yeah. so pretty. Mm-hmm. Like I just... I love this game already. Um, and it's going to be available on Mac. Yep. And Windows. And I'm sure this is going to be on Switch. Oh, God, I hope so. I mean, she didn't... I'm sure she didn't say... Um, no, we didn't really get to that because she's still in, like, pre-alpha yeah, stages. Yeah, yeah. But she's still tinkering. This is... This screams Nindy. Oh, yeah. This screams... I'm going to show this at a Nindy showcase um, mm-hmm. in, like, 2021. Um, so yeah, so that's Skatebird. I'm so happy because what's crazy is Skatebird was a game that was on my radar, um, and it wasn't in the Indie Mega Booth on Thursday or Friday. It came in on Saturday. I didn't know that it was there. Um, and uh, who was it? Uh, uh, an Overwatch uh, podcaster that I met at the Polygon Show podcast um, told me about it. Oh, great. Uh, she like I bumped into her. We were standing. We like literally backed into each other while we were staring at these crazy freaking cars that were there, sponsored by um, some PC parts company. And I was like, "Holy crap, how you doing?" And she's like, "You got to go check out Skatebird." And I'm like, "I can't, but I will send minions." And my minions didn't quite make it there because they had too many other things to do. But I'm so glad you saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I can't have a minion do it have one of my very best friends. I'm technically your minion. I mean, I'm your minion on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays. For an hour a week, <laughs> you're my minion. Um, I'm okay with that. It's fine. That's fine. Fair enough. We'll go with it. So that is Skatebird. That is Skateburb. I love it. We gotta be careful not to say burb, though, because then people will... So it's Skatebird, but it's about a burb. It's a little budgy. But it's about a burb. A little I mean, budgy. Is Meg, it f- Meg is- says burb all the time. All right, she does. Well, I'm just worried about SEO. That's all. I'm no, I hear SEO. you. So, yeah, so is, um, is that ironic? Is it? Did she acknowledge the irony that the previous most successful skateboarding games were all about a guy named Hawk, and now she has a fat little budgie? We didn't even talk about that, but that's brilliant. Like, I, I don't know that that was intended, but, like, I'm living in a world... Great. Where Tony Where Hawk is being followed up by Skatebird, which is about a little budgie. Um, super cute. This is awesome. You know what this is giving me vibes of? What? This is going to sound really insane. Um, my most... So, I'm giving this... Because you like it, and because it looks cute, I'm suppressing negative memories. Because it does remind me of the licensed tie-in game for Turbo. Do you remember the the movie Turbo? I remember 
the movie Turbo, but I don't remember the game associated with it. I don't think I so, ever played it. So for those listening, actually, longtime fans of the show will know that the most negative review I have ever written for a game was for Turbo um, for the PlayStation 3. Now, Turbo. Remember Turbo? It was about the snail that fell in ni- nitrous oxide and entered the Indy 500. Mm-hmm. If you were going to make a licensed tie-in game for that, what would that game be? If I were going to make a licensed tie-in game for that, it would be the most baller racing game. It would be an arcade racer or a kart racer or whatever. Like, that would be perfect. Right? Right? Absolutely. I would 1 million percent make a kart racer. Um, Do you know what it... Or pod racing, right? Like, that was one of the most perfect Star Wars games. Yep. You want to know... What, what did it, they do? What, with what it? they do? They made a, a crappy Tony Hawk clone. Why? Where you rolled around like a guacamole hut and did tricks. I don't know, dude. That's and it was also ba- and it was also terrible. They had a cast of characters, and Thanks, I it. they had like nine characters, perfectly a perfect cast for like, and they were stupid, but whatever. They were snails, um, and they could have done all sorts of races. And they made tracks that could have been racetracks. Someone just had a really bad idea. Um, So anyway, somebody had a bad bad day day and it made me so angry. This kind of reminds me of that because since they were snails, they were racing like on tabletops and like whatever. Um, But this looks way better. So that's Skatebird. All right. Um, Okay. So. What else did you see? I want to talk about King Knight. Another one I didn't get a chance to see. I'm looking forward to this. Okay, so King Knight. Because we all know I'm Yacht Club's biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Um, probably on Earth. Um, in fact, once I'm done with King Knight and you go, then I'm going to go back and talk about another Yacht Club game. Um, Do it. So um, I love Shovel Knight. I love Plague Knight. Um, and I love Spectre Knight. The problem is that Plague Knight and Spectre Knight, their movement, which is what really makes them different, um is um, really hard for me to grok. Like, I really okay. struggle with their movement styles. Um, Plague Knight, is, or not Plague Knight, uh, Spectre Knight is too fast um, for me because I'm terrible okay. at video games. Point blank, <laughs> I am terrible at video games. That's, uh, by the way, me being terrible at video games is why, uh, coming soon, I will be streaming Sekiro. Um, because You brave person. No, 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 because if you know you're terrible, then it's just funny. Okay, I don't ex- so uh, this is going to be all for the lulls. And by the way, it's Sekiro. I understand some you know there's people who speak Japanese are going to get mad at me. It's Sekiro. I get it. But um, so um, but so I really struggle with with Specter Knight's movement. Plague Knight is just weird. I get it, but like I can do it. King Knight makes sense to me. So what King Knight does is he um, you can jump. He pogo's just like. Shovel Knight does with his feet. He like goes into point like a ballet dancer okay. and pirouettes in the air with his cape and piro- and um pogo's off of enemies. The way okay. he gets there is he shoulder rushes forward with a dash. And if he connects with anything like a wall, an enemy, etc., he propels himself straight forward. So really what you're trying to do is jump and dash and hit a thing, anything. 
Okay. And then he goes up in the air, and then you can proceed to do the pogos. Um, that is, uh, it's doable for me. I mean, the other ones, I mean, I played them, I finished, you know, I finished parts of them, you know, I finished Shovel Knight. Um, I can't do the other two, but I've played enough of them to know that I like them. I'm just bad at them. King Knight, I grasp, I grasp his movement and I understand what to do. Um, and it was so fun. I played through that level. Um, it's brightly, I mean, it's, it's, it's Shovel Knight, you know, like there's something about Shovel Knight that really just grabs me. Um, the only thing that I'm disappointed in is that we don't have a Shield Knight game yet. Um, mm. But that's just a personal hang-up of mine. I like Shields. Um, but, yeah, King Knight's great. Um, and I I, uh, I completed the demo. And a lot of people were not completing that demo. I completed that demo in spite of well, being damn. terrible at video games. Um, so... And I told everybody while I was in line, I'm like, guys, I'm not finishing this demo. I'm not gonna. And they were, uh, they were behind me. I had the spirit of the crowd. I felt like an esports star. Oh. And by esports star, I mean I was playing a single player uh, pixel art platformer at a convention that was probably set Don't on take easy. Take this away from yourself. What are you doing? Um, this is, but this is my entire. This is my aesthetic. Uh, but it's fine. King Knight coming later on this year. Along with an ex- with a battle mode, which is basically Smash Brothers, with shov- with all the Shovel Knight guys. Oh well, there you go. There's the answer to your problem. Yeah. So when in doubt, just beat each other up. Um, and I I played that also, and it's very fun. But it's just a party combat game. Um, really, what this tells me is if you have not bought the Treasure Trove yet. <clears throat> It is $25. It is frequently discounted. It is on every system known to man uh, currently. Um, and it's 25 bucks. It's it's outright theft. It's such a good value. Um, I, I mean, and if you get it on Xbox, there's like Battletoads fights in it. Like, That's if you, cool. um, I think if you buy it, on, if you have it on PS4, you fight Kratos. That's bad. Um, it's just it's just stupid. And, and and it's four games for $25. Any so way good. you shake it, four games for $25 plus a bonus party fighting game that you'll be able to play forever. Sure. I mean, what more do you want with uh, your life? I'll tell you after I will tell you what more you might want from Yacht Club after you tell me the next game you want to talk about. Ooh. Okay. What else do I want to talk about? I want to talk about Dragon Quest Builders Ooh. 2. I missed that one. Um, I'm so glad that we're filling in the gaps for one another. It's great. Okay. So, check it out. You, I only miss, the- I, I didn't miss it for any reason other than the, the you tried to set me up. It just didn't work. But I'm so excited for this, though. No, 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 no. I'm super hyped for you. Be hype. Be super hype. It is very, very cool. So... My my background with Dragon Quest is almost nothing. I have played a little bit of the first Dragon Quest Builders game, um, mostly because I've been pining for a Dark Cloud game for about 15 years. Yeah. So I'm never getting it. I know. I get it. I so, know but you got Dragon Dark Quest Cloud Builders. Game. But I have Dragon Quest Builders and Dragon Quest Builders too. So I checked out the second one at PAX, and Mike and I passed the controller back and forth. It's super accessible to Uh just jump right into it. They give you all of the tools that you need in order to succeed. The animation is very Dragon Quest. 
The art style is beautiful. It's cartoony. The writing is funny. It's irreverent. Okay. Um, very, yeah, it's very Dragon Quest from what I can what I can tell and from what Mike was, was telling me. I have never played a Dragon Quest game before. Before I really? played Dragon Quest Builders. Never. I really? Never Not even Dragon Quest Eleven. Not even Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, that's more. It's more of my husband thing. Like Let's... he, he loves those games, and like I, I, I just I don't know. I just never really got into them. I just liked watching him play them for whatever reason. Okay, so you've I'm experienced like, them. They're just not I've your wheelhouse. I just not like in my hands. So Dragon Quest Builders Two actually allows players to build friendship levels. It looks like with a number of with a number of different NPCs, with a number of different like characters in the game. Okay. So if you do favors for them, they drop hearts on the ground. Okay. And you can collect those hearts, and that's how you level up your relationship, your friendship level with these characters by okay. doing them favors and like building them a farm and building them, you know, uh, like a water reservoir, which is what we ended up needing to do is like digging out some water so we could deal with their kind of gross swampy territory or whatever so mechanics are very similar to the first game but everything's very polished it feels like a better experience and the story looks like it's even better than the first one so it's an improvement all the way around and it's going to be out in july and two-player co-op and it's two-player co-op the first time you can play with two players um is it uh local only yeah I don't know if it's local only, but I know that that's they're advertising it pretty heavy on the local. So, I mean, we can look it up and we can see, but they I'll weren't dem- they weren't demonstrating um, Dragon Quest Builders to co-op. It was just Mike and I passing the controller back and forth and playing it together. So, all right. So, um, yeah, um, Dragon Quest Builders two. Adds online cooperative multiplayer. Well, online is cool, especially if your buddies don't want to sit with you on the couch. Can we play this game? I will play this game with you. I would love that to play awesome. this game. We'll stream it we together. should totally stream it. This sounds, awesome. um, this sounds like a cool time. Um, yeah. Oh man, this does look awesome. This it is awesome. Dope. It plays um, really, really well. I'm super, super excited. Super adorable, super chibi characters. I mean, I'm down. I'm down. No, totally. we we are. This will be this will be our first game to play together. Oh, yay! I'm having because I won't weepy. play battle royale games because I'm so bad at them. I don't play them either. Are you? But but you'll you'll experience Sekiro with me because you'll watch my stream. Oh, I'll watch your stream. I'll mod um, the crap out of your stream. Don't you even worry. Yeah, I'll you be can there be, with you. You can be you can be there with me. Um, oh yeah, I'm sure that I'll draw I'll draw a crowd. It's gonna be a wild night. Um, but I'll make sure that the piranha plant puppet is with me, and so whenever that he'll be the the spirit of my mod team. So whenever That's someone awesome. needs to be banned, the the piranha plant will eat them. I'll make like a troll yeah. doll and just feed really it to the piranha plant. That actually sounds. That's that actually amazing. that's perfect, and I think I need to do it. Let me. Uh, I'm not writing that down. Okay, so um, so that's Dragon Quest Builders two. I'm super hype about it. Um, I was excited about it before. I kind of forgot it was at PAX. It was all BCD, right? Behind closed uh, doors. No, no. They had I a booth. Yeah, 
Yeah, they were just How at did the I final miss it? They were at the Squeenix oh, booth. Oh, they're at the... You know what? I I missed it. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. I kind of didn't go towards Square because a lot of their games were either things that I already had seen. Like, I really didn't need to wait in line to play a Final Fantasy X demo. Like, my opinions of Final Fantasy X are pretty solid right our, now. Yeah, our collective Final Fantasy X love is, like, it's there. Yeah. Um, yes, I know. So I did. So I was like, you know, I'll take some time away. And I guess that means I missed Dragon Quest Builders too. But that's okay. Because um, I'm not going to miss it in July when it comes out. Now I want to talk about no, Cyber Shadow. Do it. You recall Cyber Shadow. I sure do. It was announced shortly before PAX East. It sure um, was. Too much fanfare. Um, okay, so Cyber Shadow is a 8-bit slash 16-bit, because it's, you know what I mean? Like, it looks 8-bit, but we know it's not actually 8-bit. Yeah. Um, but whatever, it's it's a pixel art ninja combat platformer. Mm. Looks like Ninja Gaiden. So, uh, this is my, the reason I wanted to talk about it is, number one, I'm super excited for this game. It was made by a single guy. Um, it picked up by Yacht Club, and what they're doing is they're actually kind of massaging his design. Because one thing you know, if you're one person working on a project, whether it's writing a book, whether it's making a YouTube video, whatever, sometimes you can just kind of get tunnel vision. It's true. And sometimes it is valuable. Like if you're a one-man show running Engage Family Gaming for many years, sometimes you need a Linda or an Amanda to come in and like help, right? And so this is a similar situation. Yacht Club is playing the role of like Linda and Amanda and like just – massaging it and helping um, and also helping him cross the finish line which is something he might not have ever done because some people just keep working on the project forever until it's quote unquote perfect Um, and it's never perfect perfect. so um, the big reason I wanted to bring it up is a lot of people a lot of people on the internet were like oh so it's just the messenger it is not just the messenger I love the messenger it was one of my games of the year last year shout out who doesn't love the messenger? To messenger be clear. was really, really good. Um, it was one of my games of the year last year, um, and you know I can't wait for the DLC that they announced, um, which I won't talk that about it. But I did, really I did play it. It's more shovel knight, or not more shovel knight. It's more messenger, only in an island. So it's just more stupid stuff because it's an island theme. They're on vacation. That's the theme. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. No, it's Whatever. So I don't care. But I'm all in. I oh, I mean it. dumb in a happy way. Um, but Cyber Shadow, so here's the thing. Um, the messenger is about platforming. The enemies are not there to be defeated. They are there to, um, give you interesting platforming challenges. Cause really most enemies that are airborne are just there so you can hit them and get your cloud step and do wacky jumping. Um, Cyber Shadow, those enemies are there to be defeated. Um, and that is a very specific, um, you know, it's a very specific difference. Um, and, you know, it. I think that there are certain people who, you know, th- these are going to be well-loved games. Um, but I think there are some people who are going to prefer the messenger because they like the fluid movement and they like the crazy speed of it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the, the, uh, the avoidance, almost like stealth action, I felt like sometimes playing that game because you're really just trying to get from one place to the other. Um Obviously, Cyber Shadow eventually later in the game gets very fast, but you're still killing enemies. Feels mm-hmm. much more combat focused. Um, still awesome. Um, you know what the boss? The boss that I felt uh, that I fought felt very much like a boss from Contra. 
It was very big. It was like the environment fighting me. Um, and that's something that I didn't really have the same. I didn't really have the same thing in the messenger. The bosses okay. were huge, but it wasn't. It's th- th- it didn't really didn't feel like it, it was. It, yeah, they weren't the same. They were large things moving around the screen. Whereas at one point I was fighting the screen, and that's a contra thing. That's um, really yeah. That's a very contra thing. Um, and it's super. But here's the good news: it's super rad. It's going to be like fifteen bucks. It's yacht club, so it's going to be on everything. So sure. yeah. Um, that's Cyber Shadow, and I'm super hype about it. Also, everything you fight is robots, so it's to- so. Uh, yes, uh, it's not super intense. It's dark. I mean, you're gonna see it and you'll be like, "Oh, it's a ninja with a sword," and it's kind of dark. No, you're fighting robots. No blood, no gore, no guts, just explosions and sparks. It's like an episode of Power Rangers. Freaking love it. Hmm. I'd like to go to there. Well, we will. Um, at some point soon. They did not say when, but they okay. said soon. I can, yeah, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. Um, but my, I mean, it, they are massaging it, but they, they know how to finish games. So I expect that this will be coming soon enough. So what else Fair did enough. you play? Um, I have, what's I got on? What else have I got on here? What else did I play? That is appropriate for kiddos. Um, you know, I know that you and I were like not super keen on the little friends thing. Yeah, I was wondering um, when we were going to talk about that because I had my yeah because well, I saw it first just because my you appointment did. happened to be that first day. Yeah. Um, and then we talked about it. Um, and I was so I've warmed up on it. In my time since, um, okay. so because I, I was I was extra critical of it, and I think so. To, to, to I, I don't mean to interrupt. Tell me what you think That's okay. about Little Friends. So, the demo that they had at PAX wasn't a good demo. It was a bad vertical slice. Um, it didn't have enough features. It didn't have enough gameplay that was varied enough to give a good idea of the full scope of the game. Yep. So in terms of the demo itself, it wasn't really all that impressive. Mm-hmm. But it's got an impressive pedigree. Little Friends is actually being built by X Nintendogs developers. This is being built in Japan. Okay. So these are folks that actually really do know their stuff. They they definitely get it. Okay. And I think that when the full game is available and you're able to do more with the pets, you're able to take them out and you can you can pet them and groom them and feed them and play with them and put them in cool outfits and get them to okay. meet other friends. You know, I think that that's going to be a much more full scope experience than what they showed at PAX. Cause what they showed at PAX was such a watered down. What is this? Like we also played, I don't know about you, but I played hours of Nintendogs hours and hours. I, and I hours didn't, and hours I didn't, but I wasn't the target demographic. They did not make Nintendogs for me. Oh, yeah, you you were. Oh, I was definitely, because I was in, I think I was 19 when Nintendogs came out. Yeah. So I was totally in Thanks for making the me feel old. demographic. Um, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel old. I make old. everyone in my household feel old. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Um, Except for Grace. Grace makes me feel old. Um, 
but yeah, so it was, I thought that the vertical slice wasn't really well put together. I didn't care for the demo, but I really love the potential of the game and it feels good to play. I think that they need to work on how long it takes to pet the dog or the cat or whatever. And <clears throat> because at this point, like it takes forever and ever, unless you're like rapidly moving your finger on the Nintendo Switch and you're just like, ah, I'm just going to pet this dog to death. You know, that's not really like soothing. No, it is not. Not super soothing. So there were some, there's definitely some missteps that I think they can correct, you know, and this was a good alpha for them to take out into the public for that people to tell them, hey guys, um, you need to be putting together a better vertical slice. Additionally, there are some things you need to tighten up. So, um, and they need to do play testing. We've used a, the the same term a few times, and I actually think I need to add this to my glossary. Uh, the term vertical oh. slice. Uh, so, for those listening, when we talk about a vertical I'm slice, such a business writer, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, this is my job as the host, um, and this is one of the first times you've mentioned a term that hasn't been uh, brought up before. So, a vertical slice is when taking a video game and demoing it on the floor. Obviously, you can't. If a game's not done, it ain't done. Um, and so what they will do is they will take a portion of the game, for example, a level in the video game, or a few systems, kind of jam them together, and finish, in super-duper air quotes, that. And that will yes. be the demo that you play. Um, because in order for a game to be quote-unquote finished, it needs to have a defined start and end. Um, and so that's how they make a vertical slice. It's basically they just take the whole pile of stuff and cut into it twice, pull out the bits and polish those. Um, yeah. Sometimes vertical slices are pieces that don't even finish, they don't even find their way into the final game. They're no, just... they don't. They're just they're polished demos that developers sometimes take publishers take to their publisher meetings so that they can demonstrate this is the prototype this is what we're looking to build yeah. and maybe the finished game isn't anything like that. But when it comes to something like PAX um, or GDC or usually they're whatever. pretty close. Usually they're, yeah, pretty, they're pretty close. Yeah, they're pretty close to to what they're going to be, unless it's a big AAA game that is just being shown in the public for the first time. Maybe that's not the case, but I mean, development cycles have changed so much over the last ten years that mm -hmm. that's not necessarily the case anymore. So anyway, I think that Little Friends has a ton of potential. Yeah, I think that where it is right now, it is so so expensive for what you get. Um, but I will be curious to see like what the full product is going to look like, how it's going to play with other people. Like if you'll be able to play it with other people, they weren't really talking a whole lot about features at the show. When is it coming so, out? I think 20, 2020. I think it's next year. Oh, okay. So it's not soon. Yeah. I thought no, it was soon. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. They didn't give me the impression it was going to be anytime soon. I'm, okay. I, I don't, I'm not even sure if they gave me an official release date. I think that they just said it's, you know, unknown at this point. Oh. But I'm I'm assuming that it's going to be 2020. It looks like a game that's going to be Q3 2020, just in time for the holidays. Um, let's see here. So, it's already out in Japan. Hmm. They're probably localizing it then. It's being published by Arc System Works. That is an interesting know, family right? tree. That is a it very is. interesting family tree. So and this is going to be 50 bucks when it comes out. Um, and apparently it's being released in spring of 2019. Really? Yeah. I'm going to eat my hat. Don't mind me. 
Well, I mean, the that's thing... That's why we looked stuff up. Yeah, that's why I do have the internet. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, let's see what we got. I don't so... want to do the clickety-clackities on my mechanical keyboard. Yeah, that's fine. I got this. My long nails. Yeah, um... Yeah, so... Um, I hope so, they release a demo that's more, like, full... Well, I mean, if it's out already, then, you know, I mean, they, they could very well have been just giving us a wacky localized version. Let's see if I can get... Um, so, I... So, let me talk about my thoughts on that. Because I mm -hmm. actually warmed up to it significantly uh, by the time I got home. Because um, the first thing that... Because I, I will admit, I got out of my demo... And I was, uh, I, I will admit that I was underwhelmed. I thought it was cute. Um, I had a real problem with some of the animations, um, specifically um, when the dog opened its mouth and I saw into the shadows of the universe because there were no textures on the inside of the dog's <laughs> mouth. There were no, there's nothing going on there. Um, but you know what? The more I thought about it, like I called my wife. Um, I called the general. And the general was like, dude, you're a 40-year-old man. <laughs> This game is not being made for you. Um, it doesn't matter if there are flaws. We're going to give this to our six-year-old, and this is her game of the year for the next five years. And I was like, you know what? You're damn right. Um, also, certainly not wrong. Um, also, so I mean, that's the that's the thing. It's this is a know your audience thing, right? Like, yeah, um, Sekiro is not going to be my game of the year because it's not made for me, right? And that's okay. You know, we don't have to get into all the other stuff going on around that. But, like, some games are just not made for me. Um, and so that, that, I, I've kind of talked myself out of the negativity. Now, I respect you. Nintendogs was your jam. The thing is, this is being made by Nintendogs developers. Um, and that's awesome. Um, this is not Nintendogs. It doesn't have the budget. It doesn't no. have it doesn't, it doesn't have Nintendo's backing. No. Um, it's got a good pedigree. Yes. But it doesn't have the money behind it. Yeah, which is... Which you know what is fine. Um, this is one of those games. Um, I'm struggling internally with recommending paying the full price, but this is That's one of those fair. games that I think, if it comes out this spring, will be an awesome holiday purchase because I bet you it'll be on sale towards the end of the year. And this is one of those things that is going to be under a lot of trees. Um, and um, you know, I think that that's going to. I mean, it's going to make a great great gift um because especially for younger kids um the, because that is one thing that i did like about it is that it was relatively simple even ignoring yeah. the fact that i was playing a, a, a limited demo like there weren't sure. a ton of options there weren't there wasn't a lot of like extra stuff um this is like i said i give this to my daughter this is without question her game of the year this year i, oh, I don't I'm even have to sure think about it's it it's gonna be v's game of the year this year too um like Yoshi's who Yoshi's what like that's what is going to happen oh at the end of the year Oh, but that's such a good game it's so sure good. sure but she but can you pet a dog actually you probably can because Poochie I mean can you me. can look at Poochie and his pups can you pet Poochie and then you have him yawn in your face and you can stare into the edge of nothingness no can you your cannot. dog technically eat Thanos in in uh in Yoshi, probably this is taking not. a really dark turn. It's fine. I want a dog that can eat Thanos. Um, that's the uh, that solution. Would be, that would be my, my dog Rex. Spoilers: Great. Little friends, dogs, and cats is actually an Avengers Endgame movie tie-in. <laughs> um, 
You uh, heard it here first, folks. You heard it here, folks. EFG exclusive. Um, a Chiba Inu comes out of nowhere, and a Doge eats Thanos. That's the fight. We see the scene. That's done. Nailed that, it. That two-hand. I want my royalty now. Yeah, exactly. Marvel. That one was free. Um, any other oh, movie ideas? You got to pay me. So, um, so that's little dog, little friends, dogs great. and cats. Um, so it's coming out that. Well, let's see if Target has a release date. Because Target's usually right, right? And that's if it's coming out physical. It might not be coming out on physical. Oh, it definitely has a box, bro. The uh, box art is really cute. <laughs> um. Okay, I'm going to. Look. Uh, street date, May twenty eighth. Now that's two months. So we can see a lot of localization, but um, for sake of information. Yeah. Oh, that is that is super cute. Right. So um, and it. But it doesn't have the red, uh, the full red um, background. So I wonder what's on the back. Uh, you know how the the Nintendo the Switch games have the red side, except for um, Dark Siders, I think. Um, anyway, um, the critters you can play. You can be a toy poodle, a Shiba. It's a Shiba Inu, guys. Um, a Chihuahua, a French Bulldog, a Labrador Retriever, a German Shepherd, a Japanese cat, an American uh, Short Hair, or a Scottish Fold. I'm guessing that's a kind of cat. Yeah, Scottish Folds have, like, really cute round ears. Like, Kay. rounded ears. And cool. they're gray, usually. Cool. All right. Can you put it in a kilt? I guarantee you can put a Scottish Fold in a, a kilt. kilt. Um, so I'm that's also, Little Friends. I'm like, not a cat person. I would just do things to to see if the cat would get mad at me. So you're just going to have three dogs in your room instead of any combination of cats? It's going to be all dogs. Fair enough. I already have two dogs. Like, so what's, what's more... Um, constantly sleep on me. So you're going to be one of those people that is going to have real dogs, but you're going to spend time playing with virtual dogs? Yeah. What do you want for me? Yeah. You're, what you're supposed That's to say is... You're, you're supposed to say yeah. you're, you're damn right, Steve. Um, okay. So... So this that's a little... going to be like my new Tamagotchi, Steve. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You can buy those. Um, okay. So, um... Okay, what other let's let's talk about a few more games and then wrap it up. Because um, you and I could literally go for hours. But let's just do like one more each. Um, okay. Okay. I want to talk very man. What do I want to talk about? What do I want to do? What do I want to do? Can we talk? Can I talk very briefly about dangerous driving? <gasps> let's not talk briefly about dangerous driving, and we can talk about it together because I definitely played dangerous driving and I loved it. Okay, so fans of the show, or really anyone that's a fan of video games, will remember Burnout. Is it Burnout? Uh, it's Burnout, Burnout, right? Yeah, so they remember Burnout, which is a driving game that really was less about the driving and more about the crashing. It's um, more about the takedowns, fam. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and really, it was less of a racing game and more of a puzzle game. Yes, no? Yeah, some no, of, that's interesting. Yeah, some I, can, of, I can see that. It, it definitely had puzzle elements. Um, because the idea is some of the modes were about crashing in very creative ways. And yeah. you really And you had limited tool set and you were really trying to do certain things. You obviously controlled it like a race. But um, there was a lot going on. Um, but uh, and EA... And it's really, really fast-paced. Yes. EA doesn't make burnout games no more. Um, because they're busy. I don't know what they're doing. They're definitely not making Star Wars games. Um, so the, um, that was some shade, by the way. Um, uh, so, you know, I'll let you have this one. They're making Apex Legends. Don't worry about it. Yeah. They, well, yeah. They're making, and FIFA, 
Lots of FIFA. Um, Because they got to print that money, honey. They do, in fact, need to print that money. So, um... The uh, so they don't make breakdown. Uh, they don't break down burnout anymore. And so two of the guys no. that make uh, burnout said deuces. Let's just go make our own. And so they made dangerous driving, which more or less is burnout, just with a different name and a different team, different you know whatever. Um, it's great. It's freaking it's great. Fun, fun um, as heck. So I I love it. Yeah. I have played. We have we have our copy on PlayStation, and we've been playing it with the the little kids. And my youngest son, Gabe, loves racing games. Like he is my baby through and through and through. I love racing games. So he picked up the controller and he just started going to town. And he's like, I don't know, do I have to crash? I said, Yeah, buddy, you gotta crash. You gotta crash into those other cars. You gotta do it strategically so you don't die. But you gotta go crash in. You gotta take them down. And he's yeah. like, but this isn't like Forza. No, it's so he's not. He's not really sure how to handle it. It's like not like Forza at all. Forza Horizon uh, it's, Four. It's definitely not like Great. Forza because it's because you have to hit things. Um, and before anybody gets concerned, That's like this is, your boost. huh? Yeah, I know. I mean, this is this is a game that is all about crashing into things. Um, in a very funny and comical way. This is not like oh, totally. Twisted Metal. It is not serious. Um, no. and so it's just so fun. Um, it's, and it's, is it out now or do you have a pre-release copy? No, it's out now. It's out as of, I think today. All right. Let me, it's not pre-release anymore. I think I got a press release saying today. Um, yeah, no, you're right. It is out. Um, Ooh. how exciting. Not that I doubted you, but I just wanted to see not for myself. Um, yeah, man, guys, like, listen, it's just a cool arcade racer where you're encouraged to, to hit things. So it means that driving it with super impressive skill isn't, I mean, it's a different kind of skill. Um, you're not learning how to, yeah, you're not learning how to drive in this game. Um, but you're enjoying, yeah, this is not Forza. This is not project cars Two. Yeah. I and so, what platforms is it on? Let's see. I think That's it's on the part all I don't major know. Platforms. Oh, here we go. PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Not Switch. No, um, I think that it would end up having a hard time rendering on Switch. But because the because here's the the quiet secret, guys, is this game is actually very pretty. It's super pretty. Um, f- I mean, saying the quiet part loud. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man, I'm I'm watching some of the the gifts that they have on their website. So good. <sighs> yeah. Um. Let's see. And how much is it? I'm I'm looking right now. It is. Oh, it is thirty bucks. Thirty. Yeah. Thirty bucks. Not a bad price. Yeah. Not it's a bad a great price. Great price for a super fun game that you can just. I mean, it's not multiplayer. I don't think. Or if it is, I didn't play multiplayer and have not played it multiplayer. Um. But it's a good couch game to just like pass the controller along to whoever wants it is single player yeah peggy seven so it's e10 plus more or less here um because you know you're driving cars and crashing them yeah this is uh, i mean it's still kind of violent but it's not it's comic it's comical violence it's it's definitely not something you can take super serious specifically the categories they use are mild violence and implied violence so i'll roll with that so um that's fine um, so, at least to me. Um, I just pretend robots are in the cars, so it's not people. 
I just pretend like it's a video game. Hacha! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, so that's and we played so many more games at PAX. I um, played a ton of games at PAX. Yeah. You know, um, all I right. Almost so nothing at GDC. So, so one for the so one for the grown-ups. Let's let's mm. take a quick detour. One for the grown-ups. What's a game that you played that you think that some of the parents should be playing when their children go to bed? Ooh. That's I have a really one. good. Do you want me to go first? So, yes, you go first. I want to talk about Samurai Freaking Showdown. Okay, damn it. You didn't. Let's talk about Samurai Showdown. First off, I'm really upset that it's rated M because there's no damn reason they had to put blood in this game, even though they're fighting with swords and whatever. Turn it off. Uh, to my understanding, no. I'm going to find out when it gets closer because I'm going to buy the hell out of it. Do you know why? Because I love Samurai Showdown. Do you remember Samurai Showdown? I do remember Samurai Showdown. I think my brother played it. So, big time, like, Neo Geo fighting game, kind of from the era of, like, King of Fighters. Um, Samurai Showdown, I have a very personal history with this game. So, um, my family used to go camping all the time. And so one of the big rules whenever they found a campground is we didn't do like tent camping. We went in like a, like a trailer is they always found a campground that had an arcade. Mm-hmm. And the one that we went to mainly had a Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition um, cabinet. Uh, but there was one that we went to like once a year because we went all the time. There was one that we went to once a year that had a Neo Geo cabinet and it had Samurai Showdown on it. And I was so stunned by how cool this was because you were like samurais and you had cool swords and it had freaking Galford and just all these really interesting characters. Um, And so it really like I only got to play it every once in a while because it was a Neo Geo thing. You know, I had a Super Nintendo. You couldn't those did not mix. You know what I mean? Um, True. And so and I didn't even know that it was coming back. Until they announced the Evo lineup. Oh, that's And Samurai Showdown is in the Evo lineup. Yes, it is. And that was the first I heard of it. I was literally driving home, listening to Kind of Funny Games Daily, of which you are an alum. And they were going over the the news. And they are not fighting game guys. So... Um, they were reading the list right of now, the games. Right now, they're the Division Two guys. That's who they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Uh, well, it was it was Tim who was reading the, and he's not a Division Two guy, but still, yes, they love the Division. Okay. Um, and so Tim was reading the 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 list of games from there, and he you know, Street Fighter Five and Smash Ultimate, and and then he mentioned Samurai Showdown, and the then just kind of suspects, except for God. And then Samurai Showdown, and I was like, you said what? Like, I'm used to some surprises, and normally it's some super weeby anime fighting game that came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's fair. But that's fair. That has, like, this rabid fan and cosplay community, and, like, I was kind of expecting Dead or Alive to be bigger, but, I mean, I guess that game's probably kind of dead. Um, or just sticking... Or Oh man, that was good. That was good. You did that. So, so they talked the about. Jokes. So he told me about Samurai. Show, he just mentioned Samurai Showdown. I literally had to pull over and look. Like I literally pulled over into a strange parking lot, looked you know up what? on my phone. That surprised me. Because it shouldn't. 
Um, because no. I loved Samurai Showdown then. I love it now. The problem is you're fighting with swords. It's anime. And so as you slash your opponents, um, you know, blood goes everywhere. And it's kind of, it's a little bit intense. Um, and so it, it bothers, I mean, I can't, I mean, whatever. Make the game you want to make. Um, but man, I would have really loved to, like, Mortal Kombat is gross, right? Like, it, that's what it does. You know what I mean? It's- a um, hashtag lot. Right? It, it, to the point, I'm actually to the point where um, it is too much for me now. Uh, Mortal Kombat is. Um, like, it's just a bit gross. Um, whereas it used to be funny. Now it's just kind of gross. Um, so, the... The... <coughs> excuse me. Um... So yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this. Um, it is, and the reason I don't, the the reason that I don't think you're going to be able to turn off blood is that the like, it's it sounds like it's just part of the game. Like you can't, yeah, like you get like a blood meter more or less, um, oh, and things like that. So segment. yeah, so I mean you can't really turn it off. It's fine. You know what? I'm still going to play it. Because I love Samurai Showdown. It's just I'm going to play it with my brother as opposed to with my son. Um, we can play Dragon Ball Fighters instead. Um, so Or Pokemon Tournament. Or Pokemon Tournament. I mean, th- th- it's not like we run out of family-friendly fighting games. Also, Smash. Um, also Smash. So, um, what do you want to talk about? What so was one your game one that for the I really wanted to talk about that I 100% forgot about until just now that's very family-friendly. Sure, So I just want to touch on it super, super quick. Um, it's called Heave Ho. It is a brand new game that Devolver Digital is publishing. And Devolver Digital is not known for publishing any family-friendly content ever because that's not what they're about, fam. Swords of Ditto. Okay, I stand corrected. Swords of Ditto is fantastic. And Gato Roboto, I guess, is also with cool. With very... Uh, I only bring that up because it's awesome, not because I wanted to correct you. Carry on. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. I like being corrected. I don't mind. This is why I'm a journalist. So, um, that's not why I'm a journalist, but whatever. It's part of my job. So, I ended up playing Heave Ho with the developers over at the Devolver Digital booth. They were Mm going to get me to play my friend Pedro and Katana Zero and a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, what's that game? I want to play that one. And so, they sat me down in front of this game. And this is a game of cooperation and friendship. And the aim of the game is that you are a blob. Okay. With arms, and you have to hold on to other blobs with arms and toss each other around and hold hands and work together and cooperate to get from one end of, a, of an obstacle course to the other. And you don't have legs. So all you can do is just, like, use your hands to hold other hands and to hold on to surfaces okay. to swing. And that's it. That's all you can do. I made instant friends with the other people I ended up playing with because we had such an uproariously good time. And it was super fun to dress up as Lady Gaga because that was fun too. Okay. I mean, I agree. Um, this very like unofficial Lady Gaga, but she looked like Lady Gaga. So anyway, it's it's very cute. It's super irreverent. I really had a fun time with it because it's only couch co-op. So it's bringing back the whole, like, get your family together and get your friends together and play this ridiculous party game. Um, I think it's a good icebreaker game. It's like the kind of thing you bring out when you meet new friends and you're like, you know, I want to gauge you as a human being. We're going to play Heave Ho. 
Sure. So, yeah. So that was really fun. Um, and that was re- that's very family friendly. If you fall off the map, you end like your sprite ends up just like tossing paint up in frustration, and it looks like they're exploding. But the developers are like, no, they're throwing paint up. They're just mad. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's okay. fine. Okay. Thank you for clarifying because whoa. All right. <laughs> yeah, because yikes. Uh, so the the game that I really want to talk about that I was I didn't get my hands on obviously because there weren't any hands on demos but it's uh, the Outer Worlds. So I was at the Obsidian panel where they were talking about the Outer Worlds and they were talking about how the game came together, how the team came together, and they were demonstrating some of the more interesting pieces of the Outer Worlds, including the crafting system and the dialogue. So mm-hmm. different things that you can be expecting from the Outer Worlds. So anyone that's not familiar with this brand new title from Obsidian, the original creators of Fallout are on this game. Mm. And it is just as obnoxiously funny and sardonic as the original Fallout games. In addition to being quirky and silly and kind of violent, because you can like beat random people to death with like a stun gun and a shrink ray and like rearrange their face until it's not a face anymore sounds kind of terrifying but sure yeah I mean but it's like they do it in this really weird quirky way sure it just sounds great to me it doesn't feel super violent it's just it's weird that's what that's the best thing I can say about the Outer Worlds at this point is that I don't fully understand it yet, but I'm so hype about it because it looks like my game. And it's it's a first person game, it's a first person shooter. You have companions, your companions are like they interject in conversations. Um but yeah, I I really I enjoyed that demo. I think out of all of the other demos that I played and I played the new the new stuff with Tomb Raider and that was great. Um and yeah, I played a bunch of other games like the Arcade Spirits, and that was also really fun. But I was really excited about the Outer Worlds. I want. I'm. I'm like. I'm eating everything up about the Outer Worlds at this point. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of with you on that because, like, it feels to me like it is more or less just Fallout cross Borderlands. That's um, kind of what it looks like. And at the end of my at the end of the day. That sounds awesome to me, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, I would like to go to there. So, um, yeah, I, I am, I'm, I'm in for the Outer Worlds. That was uh, the, the Game Informer cover game uh, last month, um, and it, it intrigued me. I can't wait to see kind of where it comes uh, and how we get there. Um, so yeah, man, we talked about a lot out. of games. Yeah, it's a little ways, we've, but that's fine. Yeah, we've, we've, we've talked we've, about a lot of games. We've gone on a trip, and you know what? We didn't even cover half of it. We didn't even cover a third of it. There were so many nope. games. I, so I many good games. Um, so many games that I wanted to see that I didn't get a chance to. Um, Same. So, uh, because we are but two people. Um, so... Humble peoples. Yeah, two, two, two people. So... Um, folks, this has been episode 172 of Engage, a family gaming podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as Amanda and I enjoyed recording. Um, we're going to be back next week 
uh, talking about some board games specifically. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some board games because I know that you have played some. Um, but we're also um, we're gonna dive in to a little bit of spoiler season for a couple of trading card games. One, we got some spoilers for the new Transformers trading card game set. Um, oh, I can get in on that nonsense. I'll give you a hint. Ultra Magnus is in it. That's number one. Don't don't hate on Robert Stack, okay? That's Robert Stack is Ultra Magnus. Um, Shockwave is in it too. Does that make you happier? Yeah, of course it does because you're one of them. Um, also, he's purple. I am so. Also, he's purple. So, Yuck. of course you would like the, the dude that transforms into a giant purple spaceship or whatever he is. Um, have you met me? Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yes, I have met you. Um, and then also, uh, it's War of the Spark time, guys. So we're going to be talking a little bit about um, the new Magic the Gathering set and what it means and all sorts of stuff. And how about this? Amanda, did you know that they're making a novel? There's going to be a Magic the Gathering novel called... I'll read it. Called Ravnica War of the Spark. Uh, I already pre-ordered it on the Amazons. It's only $15. Well, that ain't bad. Um, and it comes out on April 23rd, um, which is just a week before uh, the pre-release. So that's what we're going to do next week. Um, but until next time, we want you to get your family game on. Um, Amanda, can you tell the crowd where they can find you elsewhere? Yes. Yes, you can find me on superparent.com and gamedaily.biz if you're very, very curious about how the game industry works and mm -hmm. what that, who's acquiring who and what game sales are happening and things like that. Um, so you can find me there. You can also find mm -hmm. me on the Twitter. I am a prolific person on the Twitters. Absolutely um, I'm true. I'm at Amanda Farrow on on the twitters that's where you can find me i don't really hang out on facebook or instagram or anywhere else it's pretty much just twitter mm -hmm. or slack but you, you have to like be invited to my slack it's very exclusive and by exclusive i mean you have to work for me yeah <laughs> i was about to say i was like I, I i'm i'm hurt um so you um yeah you do tweet a lot you definitely do tweet I a do. lot um we can also find you on next week's episode of engage a family gaming podcast every folks, week until next time, you have a wonderful week. Take care. Bye.